This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's just coming up to 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila, Lynn and Sharad, who's joining us in the lead up to GE15. Today, the focus is on what the nomination day announcement means for the parties in Sabah and Sarawak. So later on in the show, we're actually going to be focusing on the voters, right? Um, particularly Sabahans and Sarawakians who live in, uh, who live on the peninsula and therefore find themselves in the position of having to find their way back. Um, but we are starting off with the parties because yesterday we did an hour-long uh, party filled reaction to the dates and so yeah um, we couldn't at the time uh, secure our guests today who will be representing the parties from Sabah and Sarawak Um, but just to say again because it's worth saying again that nomination day is November 5th early voting will be November 15th polling day November 19th so share your thoughts with us. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp, or send us a voice note at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Now joining us on the line is Datuk Daryl Liking, Deputy President of Warisan. Datuk, thanks for speaking with us today. Hey, hi. Good evening to you all. Okay. Thank Good you evening. for the call. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Um, so, what did you make of the dates for GE fifteen? Will there be enough time to prepare? Well, I think, uh, thank you again, but I think this is the the same old routine that we've had uh, on previous elections, uh, save for the fact that um, all over the Federation, including Sabah, Sarawak, uh, and most, most of all in Peninsula, uh, there are events of possible floods and, of course, uh, uh, the weather. The, it's so unpredictable now that not only the weather will be a problem, but the eventuality of crop drains like in Glengarry and also overdevelopment will indeed bring about um, a flash floods. And you can imagine in Kedah as well, uh, Changarno. Now, what more in Sabah? We are so prone to floods uh, because of the pure neglect by the local authorities as well as the weather. So we have two challenges, several challenges, sorry. And I think whatever it is, we've already come to the stage where SPR has set the date, uh, we just have to face this through and write this through right now. So you referenced the monsoon uh, as well as floods. When It's already been reported that the Sabah government is preparing for the possibility or maybe eventuality of floods, right? We've got land and water transport vehicles, logistics, flood hotspots identified. But when you couple disaster relief with an election, how do you see the state agencies and the EC working together on this? Well, on my little experience, I come from a constituency where flood have in, the floods have increased uh, exponentially in several places. Uh, you can you can just imagine, even during those times, the authorities were um, not as efficient as we had hoped to, because uh, most of these floods run from the afternoon right up to the evening and right right up to the early morning. So you can just imagine an election plus the disaster. Uh, it's just total chaos, I would believe. But we hope that it doesn't flood. I would really hope that it doesn't flood. But if it does, it tells us how sometimes decisions made by the powers that be are just incoherent with the reality on ground. 
Daryl, can we just focus uh, first on Warrison in Sabah? Because Warrison has plans uh, for um, a peninsula contest as well as we understand. But could you tell us what you plan to do uh, considering the Warrison is in some sense on the back foot in Sabah. It doesn't control the state government. What are your plans? Well, we don't control the state government, but you're, you're asking me about the flood, do you mean? No, I'm uh, asking about your uh, strategy for the 25 parliamentary right. seats in Sabah. Right. Well, just like any other political party, um, they are all going to contest uh, in all the seats in Sabah. Uh, the only difference would be we would be a party that will be contesting in all 25 seats in Sabah mainland, plus one in uh, Labuan, because that is currently one of our MPC. So... Uh, unlike the other parties, they will have uh, collisions who will be apportioned several seats, and their what do you call that? Their machinery will probably be a combined machinery with the other parties. Whereas ours will be a single machinery uh, combined with our supporters and friends uh, to contest all all the seats that we are going to in Sabah. So, whose names are in the mix at the moment when it comes to candidates? How are the conversations around seat allocations happening? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> you can imagine uh, in Sabah, if, you, if you've been on the news in Sabah or you've read the news in Sabah, the dissatisfaction within uh, the collision parties from uh, Perikatan National or GRS, Parisan National and Pakatan Harapan, they've had some dissatisfaction um, until they, I, I, we have not heard of them solving it, but they are dissatisfied with the allocation of seats and what have you. The difference with ours is we have no problems with seats. We are contesting all that seat. But our challenge or our candidates will be uh, more of an issue because we would like to have candidates that can um, reflect the aspiration or uh, needs of those people who support us as well as people that we wish to entice to support us. So for Warisan, seats, no problem, except for uh, choosing the candidate that we think best as our best offer to each constituency. So politics in Sabah, uh, I think it's fair to say, is, is somewhat notorious for party hopping. How do you see this playing out in this GE, especially with the passing of the recent anti-party hopping bill? Thank you so much for the question. Uh, I'm actually part and parcel of the, was part and parcel of the committee that uh, drew up the proposal to Parliament on the uh, anti-party or anti-hopping of parties. Um, and I believe this election, since it was gazetted and subsequently forced from October, no members of parliament can leave a political party. And um, there are rules that are very clear, stipulating uh, at least a control over your members of parliament. So this is what we have to offer in our, in our case. We would like to, you know, to show people that we are going to contest all 25 seats with the Sabah issues that we have. And we can assure them that uh, no matter what it is, no member of parliament, unlike before, can leave the party uh, at their whims and fancy without uh, some repercussion of uh, losing their seats towards a by-election. Yeah. So we understand uh, that former vice president, your vice president, uh, Peter Anthony, has argued against expansion into the peninsula. So, so this is the question about uh, Warisan beyond Sabah, as it were. Are you going to continue to push into the peninsula and how is that going to work in terms of uh, uh, being part of an electoral pack with uh, of the existing coalitions or is Wysong going to go uh, at it on its own in the peninsula? 
Thank you for the question. As far as I know, and I'm sure that Topita Anthony knows as well, his objections were probably only um, a minority or personal. But when we uh, agreed to go and expand our party to Peninsula, uh, it was all agreed during the AGM or annual general meeting of the party. And like any other people or any party members who are loyal to the party stance, so he has his own opinion and he's already made his own move to leave Warisan and form his own party. Now, how that will affect um, the overall things would be we are going to contest all 25. We emancipate ourselves from any connection to a uh, peninsula-based party uh, in Sabah. Uh, and we take uh, a model that the Sarawakians have shown us. Sarawak, you don't see Perikatan National or Parisan National contesting in Sarawak. Uh, albeit that they are not members of Perikatan BN. Now, the only parties that's contesting in Sarawak would be Pakatan Harapan. Now, in the case of Sabah, everyone's here. You have Pakatan Harapan, Barisan Nasional, Perikatan Nasional, and what have you. So in the same model, in the same mode, um, Sarawak has managed to, how do you say that, manage their state without any peninsula-based party in Sabah, in Sarawak. And no government was ever a fused government with Peninsula Party in Sarawak. It has always been uh, Sarawak-based political parties within themselves running the state government. Now, in the case of Sabah, since 1994, unfortunately, uh, we've had a very fused government where you have AMNO, uh, MCA, etc., along with some local parties in Sabah uh, running the government. So for us, we believe in a reset of Sabah, maybe. If the Sabah people side us, we might be able to uh, at least build our way just as how Sarawak has managed to manage the state. Can I just add a bit? This is also in reflection of what at least we believe, uh, you know, uh, the reflection of at least, like I said, we believe when we formed the Federation of Malaysia in 1963, where our territory, Sarawak territory, as well as the Peninsula territory were, were distinguished uh, without any political party interference into our states. Other political party interference into Sabah as well as Sarawak. And then we were to govern the state uh, on an equal footing uh, based on the aspiration of Sabah. But that being said, I just want to affirm, the peninsula-based party members in Sabah are all Sabahans. They, they aspire the same as us, except the final or finality of any decision would be uh, at the central of their leadership in Peninsula. Daryl, thanks for speaking with us today. Thank you so much for that. I, I hope I was clear. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, you were. Thank you. I was, you know what I was afraid of? Uh, because I'm going to the remote area of my constituency and the signal will be lost. These are among the issues Well, I think that we, have. We, we caught you at just the perfect time. Thank you so much. <laughs> perfect timing. Yeah. Thank you. And I hope to see you all sometime in Zaba, if you ever, yeah. We'd love to. Thank you for the invitation. That was Dato Daryl Liking, Deputy President of Warisan. After this, we'll be speaking with Dato Sri Abdul Karim Rahman Hamza of Gabungan Pati Sarawak, as well as the State Minister of Tourism, Arts and Culture, Youth and Sports of Sarawak. Uh, so keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9.
It's 5.21. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila, Lynn and Sharad. And uh, we are hearing from parties from Sabah and Sarawak today. Yesterday, we heard from the Peninsula parties. And uh, let us know if you have thoughts, if you have questions. You can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. Send us a voice note there as well or tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now on the line is Datuk Sri Abdul Karim Rahman Hamza of Gabungan Party Sarawak, also the State Minister of Tourism, Arts, Culture, Youth and Sports of Sarawak. Datuk Sri, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So the key election dates were announced yesterday. Um, has sufficient yeah. time been given for everyone to prepare? Well, uh, for Sarawak, it's not really a, a big problem because we have gone through the state election last December. So the, the machineries are all there. The, the, those who mend those machineries are all there. Uh, so it's just uh, a question of waiting for the dates and the dates are uh, already given. So we are, we are all ready. Uh, but the mood in Sarawak uh, probably is not like in West Malaysia because the last time election in West Malaysia was four years ago, 2018. Uh, for us, we have gone through it and there was a landslide win uh, in December. So uh, uh, we don't really have that mood. But then I, I, be, I strongly believe that the voters will go out to vote. Well, yeah, down here. Uh, hopefully the weather would be good. Yeah. So there have also been calls uh, to allow Sabah and Sarawak voters to register as postal voters, by yourself included. Uh, can you talk to yeah. us about how this would make a difference? Are there plans to address this? Well, hopefully. But then uh, there's nothing much that we can do. We are already at the end of the race, you know. Uh, for things to be changed at this moment of time will not be possible. But then it's good for for SPR or Election Commission to really look into making it easier for voters uh, to to vote. Because as it is, there are lots of Sarawakians who are working or studying in West Malaysia now. And now with the with the uh, voters' uh, voters' age being reduced to 18, uh, they, are, they are still in varsity. For them to come back to vote will not be easy. But uh, the funny thing, SPR, Election Commission, when you are overseas, you can vote as... Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, postal voters. Uh, but when you are in West Malaysia, you can't. And likewise, there are a lot of West Malaysians who are uh, studying in Sarawak and Sabah, as well as working in Sabah and Sarawak also. And I, I don't think they, w- they would be able to vote uh, if it is just to go back to their hometown just to to cast their vote uh, and then having to spend so much. Uh, and then uh, as it is also, uh, there's been a lot of complaint now Ever since after SPR announced the date yesterday, the airlines are putting the price of uh, tickets, flight tickets, uh, sky high. Uh, so that will deter, that will stop uh, voters from going back. Uh, so there must be a way to make sure uh, that uh eligible voters could cast their vote because they are Malaysian citizens. Uh they they have got rights to vote for those uh whom they want to vote. Make uh, m- um, make amend to all this whether uh they are 
uh, allowed to vote by way of postal votes or uh, improve on the system uh, whereby you can uh, vote online. There are so many countries that are already doing it online voting. You know, uh, I think it's good for SPR or Election Commission to even look into this. We trust the system, the, the digital system, our internet system. We trust sending money just using the handphone, using our computer. We trust online banking. We trust uh, ordering food, uh, e-hailing. Why can't we trust this, this system in voting? Uh, that's how I look at it. Uh, yeah. So you've mentioned that um, you know uh, that there is no state election. That the, uh, the state elections happened just last year. Uh, yeah. The fact that it's only federal seats, how do you think voters understand the importance of that contest? It does establish the voice of the Bornean territories in the Federal Assembly. Do they understand its importance? What is your message to voters about, about this contest? Well, personally, I see the, the the voters, whether they are 18 years old or those who have already registered before this, you know, who have been voting in past election, they are politically matured. They know how the system works, the, 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 the two-tier uh, government, whereby we have got a, a federal election to vote for uh, Wakil Rayad or Assembly uh, MPs to be in Parliament and uh, and then to vote for uh, those who are going to form the state government because we have to explain to them and during, in last December when we have the state election we have explained to them that this election is to vote for the state government so this time round is just telling them now we are voting the federal government. We have to got to be in one voice. If we want to uh, protect our rights, uh, rights of the state, as well as the uh, to have a good government to lead us uh, in parliament, then uh, go for this party. Go for this party. That's that's how we 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 go down to the ground in our campaigning. And I strongly believe the the voters, whether they are new voters or whether they are uh, voters who have uh, voted before this, they are matured enough to understand all this now. Uh, yeah. We have mm. just about a minute left. Uh, so, Warisan yeah. President Shafi Abdal has previously said, of course, that Sabah and Sarawak are going to be the kingmakers in G15. Do you agree with this? Yeah. Well, I can't really say, uh, we can only see after the results are out. But, uh, looking at, uh, what is happening in uh, West Malaysia, there don't seem to be any one party that seems to be showing that they would be able to form the government. Uh, whether it's Prikatan, uh, National, whether it's Barisan National or Pakatan Rakyat. So uh, I don't see the contention by Shafi Abdal to be wrong there. You know, it might not be a kingmaker, but then with the kind of voice that we have, uh, 25 seats in in Sabah, uh, 31 seats down here, and uh, for Sarawak, more or less, I can say it will be a landslide win for for GPS for for the government of the day in Sarawak. We should be able to to uh, uh, link up with whoever want to link up with us.
uh, and that is where um, if you if you are to say it as a kingmaker or whether you want to say it as a, to make up the numbers to to form the majority and uh, create a stable government uh, uh, after the G15. So that's how I look at it. Uh, I don't see that it's wrong. Uh, yeah. Datuk Sri, thanks for speaking with us today. That was Datuk Sri Abdul Karim Rahman Hamza of Gabungan Parti Sarawak. Keep those thoughts coming and keep it here. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.